What Wait. happened? You chopped it up? Yeah, I chopped it up. I chopped it up. I stopped right good after shit. the video. Good shit. Good shit. Good shit. Good shit. Let's jump right into... That shit was wild. <laughs> For those of you who didn't get the Jesse Smollett interview... Whew. <laughs> nah. We didn't have enough recovery time. <laughs> hey, Major Man, get the fuck out of that shirt, man. Yeah. Go, go get yourself together, man. No, nah, I like it. I like <laughs> it. And it's fitting for the next topic I want to talk about anyway. So we get right into it. Let me see here. Yeah. Hey. Hey. Keep it funky. We saw the documentary. Hey. Unless it's drugs. Unless it's drugs. Come on now. Not working that out. Or extra baby. Right. Hey. <laughs> That's gonna be my new thing. I'm just gonna yell cap after every falsehood I hear. So. <laughs> Welcome to this week's episode of Reels and Fills. I'm your host, T Greasy, with my co host, Chanel, and our producer extraordinaire, C Major. And that was the intro to our first discussion. I don't know. Um, let's just go. We, we just, we're canning the, the, the interview. That's just gonna be the episode. That's just gonna. Is that how you gonna structure a C major? Uh yeah, I was thinking. I, okay. I wasn't. I wasn't sure. I guess I kind of took took it upon myself. But yeah, you did your own thing. Then. Yeah. You <laughs> did wait, your wait. own editing. Is this the regular episode? This is the regular episode. Oh okay. According to C major, he's got that. Right. <laughs> he's like, yeah, give him twenty minutes. We out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, mean. Said I put on a shirt for this, so uh, <laughs> fresh out. Take a lot yeah. for me to peel out this motherfucker. I bet. Yeah. <laughs> and it's eighty degrees in there. Slim, you are doing the most. <laughs> Cash app that man please. his money. Yeah. <laughs> Paid that man his money. If you are not a producer and you are not able to access that episode, shame man. on you. Shame on you. But boy, um, what happened this weekend was the Janet Jackson doc. It was a two-day event. Happened Friday night and Saturday night. I managed to catch up last night. I did not watch it live, but I was able to catch up last night. Miss Janelle, what were your thoughts about this doc? Because I know C Major had no interest in at all 
and watch it. Ain't catch a lick. Um. Uh, first, let me just frame it up. There's very few mm-hmm. people that I am a fan of. Mm-hmm. Um, of people who are alive currently. Janet is probably the last person that I probably might shake and cry if I met her. Got you. Um, I've spent many hundreds of dollars. Uh, same. On her shows. Same. I've seen her multiple times. And probably if when she's 70, she says, I'm going to come back. I'm going to run it back and mm-hmm. hit Black Cat for y'all. I'm going to show up. <laughs> yeah. So I just want to give the framework that I'm speaking as a person who will classify myself as a fan of Janet Jackson. My thoughts were that it was very savvy of her um, to bear in mind that Renee Elizondo, her second husband, had gathered so much footage Mm -hmm. and for her to have the foresight to negotiate ownership of that footage, however it Mm -hmm. happened, rather in the divorce or after or whatever, um, I'm glad that she did it. I appreciate that she did it. She looks like she looked to me like a woman who was ready to talk after some healing had taken place. Mm. Even as she spoke on some difficult times in her life, she spoke on them with a clarity that sounds like as a person who's been to therapy, she sounds like a person who has worked through some things. Um, so I appreciated that she spoke on it from a place of peace about a lot of things that happened. Um, one of the most surprised, you know, people were looking for tea and things of that nature and things about her personal life. What I appreciate about Janet, I never really appreciated the actor Janet. Um, but I've always appreciated the musician Janet. So Mm -hmm. the snippets of her writing scream with, with, Michael, the snippets of her working with Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis in the studio, like those moments were were key for me. I was really surprised about how the scream video went down because in that moment when that happened, I had nobody would have any idea of the schism that took place with that whole thing. Um, so getting that information was very surprising to me. Um, and and seeing it through the lens of how it really happened was surprising. And I'm I'm also surprised that they did not capitalize on that information sooner. Um mm-hmm. which is something that I respected. Um but I appreciated all of it. Like I I I respect artists who keep a lot of things close to the chest because so many things are out in the open right now with social media and things and they, there's artists where you see their day to day I don't want all of that. I appreciated the the segments of her life that she chose to give. Um, but it also made me feel like I wanted to know more about the create the creative process for a lot of her her music. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, mm-hmm. I think I own physical copies of like ninety percent of her catalog, honestly. Um you 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 and I lunch all the time because Whenever we've gone to shows together, I'm the person hollering Dream Street, but yes. <laughs> knowing that she's not going to she's never going to drop Street. that. <laughs> um, I have that on vinyl. Uh, the first the first tape that I bought with my own money was Control, Rhythm Nation, Janet, fucking Design of a Decade, Velvet Rope, 
Demita yep. Joe, all for you. Like I literally have physical copies of most of her music. So it was it was dope for me, but I realize I'm not interested in the grits of a person's life so much as I am interested in the art. Why that why I appreciate them. That's a good perspective. <clears throat> thank you for thank you for that. Um I too am a fan, so I'm speaking from a fan, but also as a person who wants to know the grit. And I feel like this documentary didn't give us the grit. I didn't expect it because it was coming from her. And, you know, if you're a fan of her, do you already know how privacy she is? So there's no, there was no expectation for a ton of grit, but I thought she might be willing to share a little bit more. Um, As far as the music goes, I'm with you. This could have been one full hour just on her in the studio with Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis and I would have been through the moon through the moon. Mm-hmm. I could use a whole hour of, of, of video of them putting together one song. Mm-hmm. And and that would have been amazing for me to 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 witness the fact that there are we are in the age now where a lot of our lives are being recorded in one way, shape or another to to get the ownership of those tapes that Renee had and, and be able to present it with your message and your story was savvy as shit. I agree with you. Um, she, uh, she pretty much spoke head on about most of the topics and rumors that plagued her career. Mm-hmm. You know, the effect of, of Michael's case on hers, um, the business getting in the way of their relationship. Um, she spoke on all of that. She spoke on the, on the child I keep trying to put on her. <laughs> <laughs> Me and countless others who uh, even even know the math don't make sense. I'm still like, yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> like her niece looks exactly like her, but being in a situation where I have a niece who acts exactly like me, that transference of the DNA is something that I mm-hmm. didn't understand until I saw it in real time. So, yeah. And, and plus like just the understanding of her personality type based on what she does show us. I don't think she would have done that shift to keep oh, a yeah. child away from their father. And what I'm going to tell you about Rebe, <laughs> mm. the way she shifted in her chair, when they was talking about, I was supposed to be raising her secret baby. Rebe wasn't raising nobody, <laughs> nobody's secret baby. I feel like Rebe, I need to look up her zodiac side. I feel like Rebe, there was a couple of moments. Rebe would be damned if she. And another key thing that I peep is like, she heard about her marriages. She heard about Jana getting married way after the fact. If Rebe would have caught wind of that shit, neither one of those would have gone down. Oh yeah. Rebe's a Gemini like you. So she she's got our dad's birthday. That that yeah. Some things she she was respecting Janet's wishes, but there were a couple of shifts in that seat where mm-hmm. she she's like, I'm gonna tell you how I really feel. And then y'all gonna have to edit this shit out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um They kept the seat felt shift like, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just oh, to yeah, let y'all they kept know where, the, yeah. where we edited. <laughs> I feel like you know, C Major doesn't know, and we don't remember. We, we were terribly young 
around, you know, in the 70s. So we don't know too much about it. But there's enough footage out on Randy that he was a wild boy. Mm-hmm. And what this documentary showed me in regards to Randy and, and Janet's relationship was we let you wild the fuck out. We let you have the 70s, 80s. That was your, or you went wild. He was the equivalent of Patrick Mahomes' little brother (laughs) for the 70s and 80s. And thank God there wasn't social media or anything like that because he was a wild boy. Now that you look at him, what they're in their 50s and 60s, Randy is so chill. He's like, I know y'all let me wild the fucker. I'm not saying nothing. He didn't speak until spoken to in this documentary. Did you see that, Ms. Janelle? Mm -hmm. He and Janet sat on the couch together. And it didn't sound like a regular conversation to mm-hmm. me that you would have with your siblings. You you and G to sit on the couch. Mm-hmm. Y'all talk wild and reckless or whatever. He was giving explicit directions. And your job was to respond to what Janet <laughs> says. <laughs> I yeah. don't want you bringing up nothing. I don't want you straying from the outline. None of that nigga just lay there and answer when Janet speaks to you. Did you did you peep something else? Like, I always felt like Tito was a real one and a little different than the other brothers. The Tito segments were valuable to me. He he just okay. has he has some real niggaism about him. Oh yeah. That well he's the one he's the one that remembers. Him and Jackie, they remember Gary. <laughs> Him, Jackie, and Reby. Yeah. They remember Gary and the rest of them were young and looked cool. Like what was it? Tito saying, Tito said, like, we weren't poor, but I, you know, we didn't, we never knew we were one check away from being right, broke. Right. We always knew we had something to eat at least. Yeah. So he knew, you never hear Janet talk up. Janet ain't say shit about what they ate in, in Gary. She nah, don't remember that she shit. She don't remember that life. They went back to that house. Who was walking through that shit with her? Tito? Tito's like, yeah, that's where you slept. That's what... She has no <laughs> recollection of that house. Yeah. She don't even know that. That might not have been the house. The girls was out in the living room. When they said 670 square feet, that fucked me up. Because... Slim. <laughs> because you've had you've had studio apartments bigger than that. <laughs> I said me, me and the kitten in a studio was tight. <laughs> I wasn't fucking with I wasn't fucking with that. I got like nine hundred right now in yeah. an apartment and I'm not fucking with two people you, in this motherfucker. You your spouse and nine kids, my dog. <laughs> we not Bust putting eleven niggas nowhere. Yeah, 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 bro. She said it was a triple bunk bed. It it was a triple bunk bed, but it was still three niggas three to a niggas mattress. In- Think about what think about what that means. Nah. Think baby. about what that means, yeah. But I know just you talking about Reby, Tito, and their demeanor during a documentary versus Randy and Janet. Randy and Janet wasn't they ain't know like that. They ain't they yeah. were still young when they moved to LA. Yeah. They they were still young. Their coming of Reby age became they they slim. came through in Encino. It's telling that Jackie was nowhere near this shit. Or Jermaine. Okay. Or Jermaine. Or Jermaine for that. Very much so. 
Jackie just ain't got time. Jermaine is a wild boy still. Now that one, I know he's a Sagittarius, and as a Sagittarius, he's still a wild boy. He's, his name wasn't still he fucking with Paula Abdul? Yeah. Wasn't that how they got linked yes. up? Yes. Yeah. And 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 I love how they creatively wrote, you know, kind of circumvented that little fact. She contacted. She, she contacted. Uh, she contacted Paula through her brothers. Through her brothers, yes. No, no, Jermaine was fucking her. <laughs> hey, I want you to give my girlfriend a, a little job. You know what I'm saying? She, she, she be running shit at the L.A. Lakers shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's how that went down. Anything that said any any type of interaction with, that happened through the brothers, they was fucking. She won't tell you which one, but they was fucking. I think that's the tact in the class. Yeah. And a little bit of that, you know, this gener you know, the current adult millennials and Z generation Z we've lo- we've access, we've opened up so much access to our lives that we don't, we're just not used to that. So it looks strange mm-hmm. to them to see a family just be down no matter what. Yeah. Like that's crazy to me. It it's the way that they've moved throughout all the controversies that existed for the past what fifty years. You did you peep how she kept it smooth when they was like was the whole family united around Mike? Because you remember, I remember oh, yeah. explicitly when Latoya popped out. Latoya was out there, yeah. crazy and yeah, kept it smooth. We don't we don't speak and and this is the yeah no I peeped that Latoya was out here wilding that first accusation. Where Mike got in trouble, Latoya went on News Edition, any type of bullshit ass TMZ like show mm-hmm. to speak out against that. I think she even wrote a book. She talked her shit, man. She talked reckless and wild. And then somebody in the family, because they move like mobs, somebody, they move like the mafia, C Major. And you don't really see this type of shit. I don't know if they call Clarence Savannah. Like, I don't know. I'm trying to stay out of grown folk business a little bit, but I am a little bit intrigued as to how they got her together. Yeah. She was married to a wild boy. They Latoya got her was, together. And they got her, they got her out of that marriage. Next thing you know, she, oh no, I support my brother. I never believed that. Who said that? That wasn't me. <laughs> Nigga, she was, <laughs> it was a complete 180. Like, Mercury the videos don't retrograde. even exist. Mercury, yeah, I'll, she was Aries <laughs> rising <laughs> in a Sagittarius See, Major is wild, yeah. It's wild. You know how it is when somebody in the family say something reckless about a cousin and you like, damn, for real? Right, 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 right. You know, but in the family, they still talking about that shit. Yeah. Yeah, and the Jackson family came through, swooped her up. God picked her the fuck up. And all of them act like she ain't said shit. Hmm. No, we've all had a united front when it came to Michael. But but what about... no? Next question. <laughs> like, what? That taught me, that taught me, that learned me something about them. You don't fuck with the Jacksons. Mm-hmm. You just don't. Mm-hmm. You just don't. Jermaine was a wild boy, C Major. Jermaine uh, and Whitney dated for a period of time. Mm. That tells you a little bit about, yeah. just to give you a little bit of background on how wild Jermaine is. You've seen his hair. So. <laughs> That's wild niggaism. And it's crazy. Like, old bitches like your sister and myself re- remember when Paula Abdul. Dropped her album and 
and Whitney was jai hating. Like nobody looked to Paula to be a vocal powerhouse. Right, right. No. And there were plenty of of people, women in R and B and pop, who didn't sound all that good. Mm-hmm. But Whitney mm-hmm. has something to say because I feel like there was some. <laughs> yeah. There's a little overlap. Yeah. Overlap. And now, now, mind you, Jermaine was married whole time, fucking with both oh, yeah. of the bitches. Okay, <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but there was some. <laughs> Jermaine was a wild boy. I feel like a lot of money kind of went into keeping Jermaine out of the news. Correcting wild boyism. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, that fun got a be, lot of money. It's got to be. A don't they have fun. like? Don't he have like a son nephew situation yes. with? Yeah, they they did a whole uh, they did a whole swapping. Of of wives, I believe there is a son nephew oh, thing I going on between him and Jackie. You married I the think wrong it was, bitch. <laughs> I think it was him and Jackie did a swap, like married and everything, and they wild. Like, but again, C major, this is shit you find out later. Like mm-hmm. when you just randomly do a Wikipedia search and you're like, wait a minute, she was <laughs> married to, and it says former spouse was Jack. Whoa, wait, <laughs> slim. What was that song with him? Um, Take Good Care of My Heart? Slim. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Whitney was mad. Whitney had words for Paula. (laughs) This might have to go on our 80s slow jam. Mm. Miss Janelle, put that playlist together. Whole time he married. Whole time. Yeah. Whole time. <laughs> and he's not singing about his wife. No, he's talking about Whitney. <laughs> and Paula. <laughs> he's talking about Walla. <laughs> Pitney. <laughs> <laughs> I love you more than I should, but it keeps me feeling so good. Hey, young, uh, that's a jam. Yo, young, I'm gonna let y'all. When y'all, y'all need talk fuck about, with us on this playlist. But when real. y'all talk about y'all want that old school love, like your like your parents and your grandparents, yo, you, you, what you that's, gotta understand? <laughs> <laughs> this is fuck shit. Whitney wrote Saving All My Love about another motherfucker's husband. Yes. <laughs> yes. Secret lovers. We Yes. <laughs> Y'all keep talking that shit. You, me, and he. Yes. <laughs> it was messy. It was messy as fuck. Yeah, yeah. Y'all don't want that old school They love. didn't have that fairy tale ending, my nigga. That shit. You didn't listen all the way. <laughs> no, no. You was just in the backseat swinging your feet singing. Yeah. You ain't really know. And that's the thing. Like, we ain't really know in the 80s. We just, I'm just singing this shit with all my heart. I ain't know he was dealing with four or five bitches. <laughs> and his wife. Yeah, it was not so late. Do you start saying, oh, he got 12 kids and two of them got, like, it's wild. <laughs> it's wild. But back to the documentary. Mm-hmm. The one thing I learned was 
you not penetrating the Jackson family. And now that Joe, and, and what was crazy, and, and another example of that, not a bad thing was said about Joe. And that nigga was wild. You, that, mm-hmm. that was a wild nigga. No, nah, you you so, saw that nigga in his older age, and you could just tell he was a wild nigga. Oh, like he anytime he take demon. Anytime you take the time at the at the tender age of eighty eight to paint your eyebrows on nigga, you was wild. You a wild he, nigga. He as a he black man, a demon. Yeah. yeah. But for for her to go out of her way, even like like the home, like he's dead, and for her to just be like. They were stern. He was a disciplinarian, but there was oh, always love. I'll tell you why. Because guess who's still alive? Mom. Oh, yeah. But, she having that shit. Mm-hmm. But that's also like the abused person cycle. Like everybody who got fucked up as a kid be like, but but you know, it was all love and I turned out all right. Yeah. <laughs> we see it. Yeah. All the We're time. talking about, I see that and I feel you on that in a certain light, right? But yeah, she wasn't going to, she wasn't going to make. She ain't about to speak bad about Joe in front of her mama. That's something that her mama could watch. That ain't happening. Catherine is still here. If Catherine was gone, I think you might've got a few more reckless blurbs about Joe. I think. And how was, that really went down. I think. The footage of him was very calculated <laughs> because he looked like a demon. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh yeah, you know when she was turning on a motherfucker. Right? <laughs> that was the funny part about this whole documentary. There was a lot of foreshadowing, C Major. Mm-hmm. So you, you, she starts talking about one of her husbands, and it's all love songs and and shit like that. And then all of a sudden, it's dun, dun, dun. he just <laughs> looked like a fiend. <laughs> like it was some footage. He looked. He was a regular nigga right here. And then it's like he just looked like a he fiend. And you're like, to a planet of the eight the nigga. Just- Slim. They find the worst footage of James DeBarge, which isn't hard to do. No, I was about to say it's out there. It's out there. <laughs> oh, man. But that was a pretty nigga. Him and his brothers were some pretty niggas. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of pretty nigga footage too. They only show one <laughs> clip from Rhythm of the Night. <laughs> But like even with Renee When they started When she started talking about that nigga on pills Then the next shot of him He like <laughs> He sunk in, sunk in, in, in his, his yeah, <laughs> That nigga lost 20 pounds he, he had to lose He doing that crazy thing with his mouth Where they, it seemed like they licking their teeth for no reason yeah, Like you yeah. were like Damn That nigga that turned into come? Splinter <laughs> <laughs> It's like, damn, niggas do a fiend photo shoot just for ladies. Hey, make sure you get my bad side. Yeah, that (laughs) shit was wild. When they filmed the documentary, when you start explaining why you don't fuck with me no more, take this, take this picture. It was, it was an interview. It was an interview where you could tell James had just got out of one of his jail sentences. And they pulled that clip. I was like, God damn, Janet, that's wrong as shit. Yo, this nigga teeth, he didn't have right to get his he didn't have time to get his teeth right. Cause you know in the in the pit, if you in, you ain't really taking care of your mouth proper. Cause you ain't got that much time to do what you need to do. They caught that Bama fresh out. He had he still had prison teeth, man. He's like, <laughs> you, can't. <laughs> you can't do that, man. Shit. See, Major, I know you'll never watch it. Mm-hmm. I get it. It wasn't your time. You're not a fan. I get it. But God, that just for 
keep it in the back of your head. Like by the time one of the superstars that was out in your time, now it's not gonna probably not gonna be Beyonce to a long time from now. Mm. But let's say a uh, uh, a doc about I don't know Christina Milian or Christina Aguilera or Britney or somebody. I don't know yeah, who's yeah, your yeah. time frame because I'm I feel I still feel like that's kind of older than your generation. What what's a good woman singer? It's probably Beyonce because she spans so many decades. Yeah, she spans so many decades. But I could see, I could low key see a Joan like like about. Ashanti coming out. Okay, an Ashanti yeah, doc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect. Perfect. An Ashanti doc. And the way you, she, actually, that is the, that is perfect. I could see her flipping the Nelly picture. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It, that, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Someone with enough uh, street cred in their family, with her being a New Yorker and the way she moved and her affiliation and her, her affiliation with Murder, Inc., you're going to notice some shit. <laughs> As an adult that you ain't know when you was just out here in the streets listening to the mm-hmm. music. It's going to be certain shit, certain terminology, certain phrases, certain wordings that are used to discuss shit that you remember being messy. Mm-hmm. But they going to wrap it up real tight. And then, and then <laughs> if you're a pimp like Janet, you'll have the nigga on camera telling you yeah, nah, how he straight. fucked up. Mm-hmm. No, Jermaine oh. was on that motherfucker. Jermaine mm-hmm. Dupree was on that. <laughs> Pleading, though, telling his story. Yo, she she churched up the Jermaine shit. She was like, mm-hmm. you know, there was rumors of cheating, but we really didn't have proper time together. Jermaine looking dumb as fuck. Yeah, uh, girls I realized I, I was with Janet, and then they was they was trying to get with me, and I'm a man. Yeah, that's what he said. <laughs> he said he that was crazy, and I'm a man. Yeah, that's Yo. exactly what he said. So she gave him a... She was respectful and yeah. let him step in the shit. Cause he, she, she, she knows who she's dealing pu- with. Yeah, she yes. Knew. She's like, I ain't got to say shit. He about to do it. Go on, <laughs> you know, go on there. Go on, sugar. Go on in there. Put some, yeah, go on, sugar. Talk about it. <laughs> what I also appreciate... Let me tell you something about assholes. Mariah Carey's got to be the biggest asshole I've ever seen in my entire life. Now, they like to call them divas, but it's all the same. It's assholes. It's assholeism. <laughs> it's just a certain level of shit that you feel like you are, you are entitled to. You should not have to deal with none of that shit. And Mariah Carey's one of those people. To have Mariah Carey on this documentary saying, all praises due to Janet. I wish I could have done some of the shit she did. This is amazing. Hey yo, that speaks. At that, that point, when I saw that, when I saw that, and I don't give you could say, oh, there's affiliation with Virgin Records. Fuck that. Mariah don't talk about nobody she don't need to talk about. Yo. This was something she wanted to do. Cause she'll throw shade in a second. I can't I can't talk about her. I don't know about that. Right. <laughs> she she's quick on that. But you know what this did to me? Hot take? Hearing Mariah say what she said. Uh oh. Beyonce can't fuck with Janet in the verses. Sorry. Can't. Can't. Sorry. And I know it's a generational thing, and I know it's subjective. But you got the biggest asshole in the world who who sold more songs, more, more albums, telling you that Janet was that bitch? I can't. 
I can't I can't give it up to Beyonce. My my I thing can't. is what was wild for me was like I said most of her discography I have physical copies of I, I I'm in there. My timeline the realization of of just how many jams mm-hmm. just from the albums that they talked about cuz they touched on stuff and they and they left a lot out. They left a ton out. They left a ton out. But then you think about Control was nine songs and had seven singles. Mm-hmm. They don't do that no more. Hmm. They don't do that no more. Do the math on that. Seven out of nine. <laughs> and how many of them hit the Hot 100? Yo. No, seriously. That's a whole album. Your, your whole album hit the Hot 100. Then Rhythm Nation had eight singles in the top five. Slim, that album had so many singles. People rebought the album, my nigga. Mm-hmm. Nigga, dad got two copies of Rhythm Nation. <laughs> because by the time they released Love Will Never Do Without You, motherfuckers thought that was a whole new thought album. Thought she dropped another album. Oh, this Rhythm Nation Volume 2. And see, Major, this is before Deluxes. They, they wasn't doing that. They weren't playing that bullshit game yeah, yeah, with Deluxes. Yeah. No. They this really was the same... Same this is the shit. same album. Same shit from yeah. last year. Yeah. <laughs> but when like people actively talk about, like there are artists who actively talk about it, and I've not heard Beyonce actively talk about it, but like Britney Spears, who though mm-hmm. I've never seen her live, people talk about her stage show is nuts. Um, there's artists who, who say that performance-wise, Janet is the blueprint. And when I saw the documentary that Beyonce did, um, for her time on Coachella. Yep. With that. Did you see the influence? The influence is there. It it's was there. undeniable. It was, there. it was there. It's undeniable. I enjoyed, it. I enjoyed that Coachella performance. That performance, It, it learned yeah. me something. It learned me something about Beyonce. But I also understood why I enjoyed it. Because it reminded me so much of the shows that I enjoyed in the past with Janet. There was a blueprint and it was crazy because like I said, I've been to many of Janet's shows and you know how in the Beyonce Coachella joint, they did both nights and they would cut from one joint and she would be in the same position and the same precision Mm -hmm. and the same to see that shit in real time with Janet. I go to one tour and then she's touring for the velvet rope. But when she does that set of songs, if you were to put a split screen, it's the same thing down to the, the, the timing of each dancer, the breathing mm-hmm. is the, like the level of pre- like precision and perfection that she put into her shows. Like I said, I've spent many hundreds of dollars and, and I'll drop it again because I know that what she does for her show is worth every penny and then some, and everybody no, go go ahead. Ahead. Finish, your, finish your thought And everybody who is a performer When they say that the Rhythm Nation 18-14 tour is still The largest debut tour Of anybody ever mm-hmm. You understand It because Yo from that moment that was her first Fucking tour and then she From that no mistakes Were allowed and there Weren't any <laughs> There mm. weren't any mistakes Mm-hmm. It's crazy, man. But go ahead. I was going to say with 
the Janet Jackson tour. I think she had a a Vegas residency, right? She spent some time in Vegas. You and I I talked about, you and I talked about putting our credit in jeopardy for that, (laughs) right? I want to say that was you I was talking to. When that residency, because because first of all, we we've lived our lives according to we've we've done the tour we've done the Janet tours according to our wallets. We're of a, of a certain age. I remember us having a conversation saying, "It's almost time Janet's not going to be able to do a lot of the shit she used to do. Mm-hmm. This might be the last time we get to see her do some of the shit she can do, and and still be able to stretch it out." And be effective the next day. Mm-hmm. We might need to shell out the dough to get closer, because we've lived our lives in the in in the nosebleeds. We've lived our lives in section in the in the one hundred section. In the one hundreds, yeah, yeah. We we we've we've done the whole progression from broke teenager all the way down to 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 thirty year old. Now and, we need to we get can, backstage and chop we've it got up. yeah. <laughs> We've got to get the floor. We've got the full access. We've got to put some shit in jeopardy, Miss Janelle. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to file a bankruptcy. I'm trying to see if you down with me still. Jesus. Sometimes you got to put the Amex down and be like, "Hey, let me get." Let me I get deal the with access. this later. Yeah. yeah. See, Major, who's that for you? Uh, and don't say R. Kelly. Wow. Um. <laughs> I'm just being real, man. You know how you feel about R. Kelly. <laughs> you had to say it so sincere, nigga. Yeah. Yo, the layers to that. Hey, yo, <laughs> you know how you feel about uh, um, an artist that I would go that hard for to see. Like my favorite, y'all know I fuck with underground, no name niggas. These niggas ain't never getting see, to that level. It's not even the same. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Put down forty dollars for currency <laughs> yeah. and yeah. be done. Yeah, yeah. He put four hundred down for currency, and it'd be like, "Shit, I can't make the car note next week." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's what you talking about. Yeah. I'm talking about fucking losing your livelihood, and nigga. No, I, I, none of these niggas. Like, <laughs> I remember, I, I remember the timeline when Beyonce dropped the Lemonade tour, and people was like, "Well, the rent just ain't gonna be yep. paid, but mm-hmm. they yep. gotta, they gotta give me three nah. months before they put Second. me out." <laughs> Let me take that back. Cause even even despite all the recent controversies and everything, I might drop that bag for a Travis concert. There you go. Yeah, I, I knew it was yeah, somebody. Yeah. yeah, and and not for nothing, C Major. Again, despite the the controversy that you know the Travis World Astro World, mm-hmm. um, and the recent tragedy that happened there. That's one of those. You might have been able to get your sister to foot the bill. <laughs> I've heard so much about his performance. I feel like I need to be there. Yeah. And before him, before he got to that status, mm-hmm. it was Kendrick. You're not going to keep showing me festival footage of him doing that intro to that song that we all know. Mm-hmm. And the crowd reacting like that. And I don't want to be there. And my wife don't want to be there. So I was about to hit you up and be like, see, Major, we need to be there. All right. <laughs> so Kendrick Lamar was one of those as well. 
Mm-hmm. So Kendrick Lamar and Travis, when I see the crowd erupt like that, there's something about that ma- makes me want to, I want to be there to experience that energy. It's something about that energy, especially when you connect it to music, man. That's why that tragedy is such a tragedy. Mm-hmm. Because if we all there to connect to the music, something like that should never happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. And I feel that all the time, every show, I went to see Janet. Another artist, every time I went to see Usher. Yep. There was a there was a summer, I think we went to see Usher twice in the summer. Yep. You just get an energy there that you just want to relive again, whether you saw the whole show before or not. I don't give a fuck. Cause he does it, he does the fuck out of the show each and every time he show up. Mm-hmm. You know how niggas were shaking and crying from Vegas. You know how young rappers were showing themselves like Oh yeah. It's Usher. It's real shit though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, your your young blues and YLNs and whatever the fuck, right. nah, nah. <laughs> whatever the fuck. Every podcast I be hearing them niggas on. Oh, nah, when I saw Usher, like you mean, it's different. Yeah. That's a show. It's different. He does something That's different. That's a show. I I can't say that I've been to a show recently where I felt that vibe, but I've kind of strayed away from the more stadium. You know those artists that are that are filling out the stadiums and arenas right now don't really interest me i i'm loving this you know couple thousand venue shit where i could go sit down and and watch snow allegra you know i want to sit down i'm old now i don't need to stand i don't need to do your routine matter of fact you don't even have a routine snow allegra (laughs) was performing at air force ones nigga like y'all gotta (laughs) I'm here for that. I'm here for motherfuckers that's really about the music. We can sit down and vibe. I can have me about three little something somethings and and chill. And chill and just listen to the music. I'm all mm-hmm. about that vibe. But I understand you see major as far as that that energy. Yeah. Cuz when you told me cuz currency is a high nigga like you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? And I've watched a few of his Insta stories. He seems so low energy. Mm. So it wasn't until you posted a clip of your experience at his concert. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many years ago that was. Mm-hmm. You shocked the shit out of me. Yeah, I was like, that high ass nigga doing that? He's, he's like, he, he's high energy, but he's hip hop too. So like, okay. so he's a no, no backtrack nigga. All instrumental. Oh yeah. He, and like just that. about every song he does, he drops the beat. Spitting the verse with the crowd. He might drop out to let the crowd finish the verse and shit. He'll hop right back into it. Next jump. Mm-hmm. Like, he, and he's consistent. Next jump. Bam. Oh, shit. He then went back to this jump. And yeah. So he's yeah. a little less high on stage. I wouldn't go that far. He's a <laughs> no, different type of high. Yeah. It's different. Yeah, yeah, I think it's different. Yeah. Another artist along those lines I'm hearing a lot about, but I don't want to get shot. Is Freddie, Freddie Gibbs? I gotta go. Yeah, I gotta go. I'm hearing. Yeah, I'm hearing the same type yeah. of energy he gives for those shows, those you know three thousand seaters, those mm-hmm. you know those those feel more s for yep. those of us in the DMV. You can get in there and get a real nice vibe going with a Freddie Gibbs. Show, but I <laughs> am forty five <laughs> and got bills and a family to take care of and people depend on me and shit. I can't be in the middle of the, the fucking floor when some shit goes down. Mm. You know what I'm saying? 
So that's my biggest issue with some of the artists that are that you are scaring out now. the bitches, Freddie. <laughs> right. <laughs> Especially this recent beef he's had with Jim Jones. Like you mm. can't be saying I'll be in New York, blah blah blah. None of the bitches are coming. No, no, no. They, you they, the they tired of getting shot at. This summer was a bad Slim. summer for bitches getting shot. Let me tell you this. Oh, we not doing that. We not. Oh my God, we have spent forty five minutes on this. Oh, this gonna be a shit. We've been we've been on and on. Let me did see we, if I can. Did pull we a, say welcome to the show? We did. Mm-hmm. Okay, I do recall that. Good. But we ain't got to not a lick of jive news. <clears throat> so let's get mm-hmm. to some jive news. Two men propped up a dead man's body and brought it to a post office to try to collect his pension. (laughs) Irish police are investigating a report that two men tried to cash in on a dead man's pension. Report said the men brought the body into a post office in an attempt to get the money. After people became suspicious, the men fled the scene and authorities were called. Hey. <laughs> hey major man, you too young for a movie called Weekend at Bernie's. Oh, this nigga, no, he know. I'm, you I'm, know about I'm, that I'm, shit. I'm sharp on the premise. Yeah, I'm sharp on the premise. Slim, just watch like <laughs> the first one. Every the first subsequent one. one was trash. The first, the first one, one was nuts. He dies about twenty five minutes in, <laughs> and my nigga. <laughs> He was everywhere. <laughs> he was everywhere. The subsequent 48 hours, he talking beach parties, the whole nine, young. Bitches serving him. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot shit. about that. That was nuts. Yeah, look at the shit they let us watch. Oh, shit. Let's move on. Cardi B victorious over Tasha K in libel trial. Watch what you say about motherfuckers. Watch what you say. Tasha K tweeted about the verdict saying, my husband's attorney and I fought really hard. I want to thank them all for their long hours of sleep this nice. Um, Winos is only up from here. See y'all in a few days. Back to work. Yeah, back to work, bitch. Yeah, you, you got, got some money. Oh, you got, yeah, them you got fees some shit hit hard. Slim, one point twenty five. I don't give a fuck. How, look, as far as I'm concerned, she's a glorified podcaster. I ain't liquid like that. You come suing me, good luck. There's a LL and a C, okay. But my my issue is with with the Tasha K situation was when it first went down, the things that she was saying about Cardi. You know, Cardi is uh she's on social media forever constantly 100%. talking her shit and she's mm-hmm. you you said you address it there and then tasha k doubled and tripled down on the fuck shit like she had a chance to to cut this out and you know how like yeah. when we when we talk our shit if it's about an actual person it's allegedly or according to reports or whatever yep. like she talked reckless and had a chance to say you know what that wasn't it. I don't have proof of that. These are things I heard and didn't. It's like that. The audacity with that. I can't. I can't even feel bad for. Like, nah, nah. You, you on your own. 
Yeah. There's a certain and, and and like you said, Cardi B is known for going back and forth with you on social media. You got to know when to fold them. Mhm. You got to know when to fold them. You can't just talk recklessly. This goes back to my point on the producers episode about certain family members of certain superstar quarterbacks. Y'all got to chill before y'all get somebody hurt. It's a certain you you don't know whose feelings and whose emotions you fucking with. With what you say and what you do So Shout out to Cardi B man I'm all about protecting your image Protecting your brand So do what you gotta do to do that It's up for Big Soda Big Y'all Soda gonna and run the summer man Big Soda and Molson Coors Have teamed up To launch a new beverage Simply Spiked Lemonade I'd like to thank y'all all in advance for my for my bonus. <laughs> <laughs> it's been under a year, but I feel like this is the move that we had to make to do what we had to do. Um Wait, we, hold we on. really we, we really heavily heavily depend on the nigga conglomerate. <laughs> And with this new merger and this new product hitting the shelves fairly quickly, it's about to go up this spring and summer for all your cookouts. Get the get that fucking white claw out of here. Get that shit out of here. Get all your other spritzers out of here. It's about to go down. Y'all know what y'all like. Y'all already know what y'all. We already know what you like. Now we finna spike it ourselves. And then some of the tweets I saw was like, "Fuck all that. I'm about to spike the spike shit." I'm like, "Hell yeah." Do that <laughs> with more of our lovely products here yes. at Minnesota. <laughs> yes, do it all. But wait, Grease, hold up. Not to get into specifics of of y- your your affiliation, but like you deal in analytics and things of that nature. Oh yeah, yeah, we saw I, this. Coming. I need to get some, <laughs> but I need to get some figures when that shit drop, young. I need to understand just how. <laughs> I cannot. Say anything on this public forum But if you call me after hours Absolutely. We can talk about it 100% I am privy to a lot of that data And all I can tell you is This certain thing like look I know where the line is I step on it mm-hmm. I might put my big toe on it A couple of times But I ain't telling y'all every. I knew this Let me tell you I knew this was coming <laughs> I've been in meetings prior to this I wanted to tell my nigga cousins this was coming. <laughs> <laughs> nigga, nigga, just sitting back. <laughs> Y'all niggas don't even know. <laughs> yeah. Nigga, this something about to be lit. Come on. <laughs> y'all was talking y'all shit when the screwdriver fell and some of y'all minute maids and shit. Oh, okay. <laughs> you got me. You right. My bad. <laughs> I knew this was in the tuck. Y'all fucking with us again. Okay. <laughs> I saw it. Oh, black Twitter is up. It's up for this shit. I said, you know what? The government don't even have to do a mandate. This motherfucking drink. Guarantees that I will stay the fuck inside this summer. <laughs> I'm not. Y'all niggas about to be insufferable, man. And I'm not doing it. I'm not. I'm not going back to old me. I'm not going back to fighting Jay. I'm not going you. back to twenty to twenty year old me beating bitches up. I'm not doing it. So I'm gonna be in for the summer, man. Let me tell you the timing of this news. And then less than twenty four hours ago, 
See, Major and I became aware of Chicken Talk Fool's plan for the summer. Yeah. It involved sour gummies, Jolly Ranchers, another candy that he grinded up, (laughs) added the sweetest rum in the world to. I don't even think I don't even think that brand makes regular rum. Like they start off sweet. It starts off sweet, <laughs> and he got a sweeter. And he one. got a sweeter flavor. <laughs> if you follow Chicken Talk Fool on Instagram, it might still be on his Insta story. I saw the story and I was like, Nah, B. No, he I told him. I said, You're not. Ha- you don't plan on having teeth in the near future, Slip. That's a lot of sugar. That's crazy. I never. Several of the other family members. Uh, Commented on the Earl status They were trying to figure out What time he was going to <laughs> Placing their bets There was bets Yeah there were bets on You know the Earl uh, That night The next morning When was it going to happen My But this is what's is, out here When I saw that Miss Janelle Coupled with the Simply News <laughs> It's up I'm getting all my money This year This is what I've been Waiting on I'm telling y'all Because I'm about to pay. Y'all niggas want that poison? I got it. <laughs> now, let, got me, it. let me just say, I've, I've always been in possession of some Coca-Cola stock because it is still considered a blue chip. And there was one of the joints where you're like, okay, it's pretty stable. Cop some more when the family affiliation came in. Mm-hmm. And while I hate it, it's... <laughs> <laughs> You don't want to do it. And then you came in, you talked your shit, Miss Janelle. You said that shit about us poison- poisoning the environment. Oh. <laughs> you said all that bullshit. You want to you wanna get me to talk bad about my the people that pay me and talk about the screws we drop? No. <laughs> <laughs> we are up. It's up, up, up. It's f- up from here. Every cookout like- you go to. Watch out for them yellow cans. It's coming. <laughs> Shit. Regular lemonade, watermelon lemonade, mm. blueberry lemonade, strawberry lemonade. Slim. <laughs> it's up. I saw this and I start spending money I don't have right now. <laughs> because it's up. Oh, shit. Texas Brothers. Convicted, or not convicted, Texas brothers and friends' stepdad accused of sexually abusing their sister. The two brothers and their friend were arrested after they allegedly pummeled their stepfather to death after he was accused of sexually abusing their sister in Texas. The brothers are 18 and 17, and they had a friend, I'm not sure if he's a minor, but his age wasn't mentioned here. Um, They learned the disturbing allegations against their 42-year-old stepdad um, and confronted him in his home. Uh, He had an arrest warrant for sexually assaulting another person. The three of them left. They broke out into a physical altercation in which the two brothers ended his life. There's... What is that when you donate? What's that um, donation site? 
GoFundMe. 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 There's a GoFundMe for the brothers if you wish to contribute. There's a petition for their immediate release. A lot of people resonated with this. Uh, I saw a lot of people repost this story, saying what they would and would not do. And what that did for me was tell me that this is more rampant than we think. And that when these stories do break, when action is taken, and I'm seeing the social media response that I'm seeing in regards to this, a lot of y'all are out here. I don't know if you felt like you didn't have any recourse. I don't want to assume that. But a lot of people were touched by this story. And the amount of vitriol, the amount of these boys should be free. I stand behind these brothers. Tells me that we need to do a better job in preventing incidents like this from from happening in the future. Ms. Janelle, you got something? What's interesting is like from an abolitionist standpoint, like I participate in some discussions where it's often the conversation will shift to, well, if there's no police or prisons, what happens to these rapists and child molesters? And what we try to get people, what abolitionists try to get people to understand is the same thing that you think is happening right now is what abolition would actually do. So we know, like statistic-wise, if a person sexually assaults a woman or sexually assaults a child, the odds are really slim that the justice system as it stands will do anything, that they'll see any time. Mm -hmm. But I feel like if communities took care of their own in the way that we claim, you know what I mean? And like you you said, Greece, so like social media brought like, like everything surrounding this story. I saw it on Twitter. A lot more y'all know abusers than, than people claim. (laughs) This, this is, this is rampant. And the real shit is if communities took care of motherfuckers like this, that's the answer. When people say, Oh, what you do if it's no police, this is what we do. If it's no police. Mm-hmm. We get these people to the fuck out of here. Might not necessarily always be them dying, but it gets addressed. When 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 motherfuckers know about it, I saw people who was like, "If I had brothers, perhaps." If but the mm-hmm. community, the community, the community protects niggas like this though. Y'all know it. Y'all see it. You know what I mean? But but don't ever ask a person who's looking for freedom for everybody. What do you do about the rapists and the murderers and shit? The police ain't doing nothing about these motherfuckers. But shit like this is an option. Shit like this. When you believe children, when you believe people, when they say they've been abused, there's some people who move this way. It's an option. Well said, well said. See, Major, you got any comments about the three brothers? Like, what if, you know, you're the baby brother mm. in our family. Um, the only person I could think of that was your junior in the line of um, cousins was probably uh, Shanelica. Mm. And uh, 
I don't know what to call her little sister. Yeah. I'm just going to put a real name out there, Jada. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> you know, if you heard that this type of incident was occurring, do you feel like this is like um, the type of thing that would get you fired up to do something for yourself? Or would you advise her to call the police to go the legal route? I've always wondered that about you because I know which cousins to call for me in my age group. I know which cousins to call to get things done. Right. And I know which cousins to call to tell to talk me down. Right. So for you what, what on that younger scale of yeah, the cousins yeah. group, what 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 are you thinking? I'm definitely the talk down cousin, but in that uh specific case, if you if I'm the nigga that you get in contact with, I'm reaching out to the cousins that I need to reach out to in order to get shit done. Or if they're not picking up, I'm reaching out to my personal men that I need to reach out to to get shit done because they know shit. If they family Mm -hmm. to you, you family. So let's, you know, so that's how that that's how I would approach that situation. And I'm, I'm pulling up on the scene with them and. Have it go down Cause we all in it At this yeah. point yeah I made the phone call I'm yeah. in it I'm, I'm yeah. already an accomplice So I might as well right. be there To make sure exactly. the job is done Exactly Right No I'm with you And and this, it goes to the point Of Miss Janelle's abolition um, Theory And saying that No This this type of stuff Would get taken care of mm-hmm. It used to get taken care of Back mm-hmm. when we really Couldn't fuck with the police mm-hmm. Generations ago There's something too Now we some of y'all niggas went full y'all y'all went over the ledge with y'all protection of the women in your family. Some of y'all did. But there is something to the posting the pictures of all the niggas in the family and you're the only daughter, or all the niggas in the family and you know, you're the only, you know, granddaughter. Mm-hmm. There's something to that. Mm-hmm. Because of what they heard their moms, aunts, or sisters go through. And now you're the next generation and I need to post this united front to say we're not we're protecting this one. Mm-hmm. You might have got our aunties. You might have got my sister, but we're protecting this one. There's something to that. Mm. And while, you know, there's a fine line, I will say again, there's a fine line between that and misogyny. Right. Yeah, yeah. But there's something to that protection, that layer of protection. I remember several instances where the uncles you know, both of our uncles that live in this area came through, you know, I was injured or, you know, some, something happened to me as a youth and they both showed up mm-hmm. young guns, blade ready. <laughs> where, where does this motherfucker like they ready? Mm-hmm. And, uh, at the time I'm nine or 10, I think the person who assaulted me was 11 now you talking about 18, 19 yeah, year old yeah, black yeah. niggas showing up at your door is <laughs> different. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But just that type of protection, I always felt it from my uncles at that time. And I'm not sure. That's why I asked you the question, because I'm not sure if that's still a thing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting. And that energy of being 11 years old, being accosted by 18 and 19 year olds, might have changed that young that young man's view mm-hmm. as he moved forward. Mm. Yeah. 
let me let me think about it before I, I go this route. Yeah. Before you know, I, I I get physical, I get rough. I'm getting I'm getting run-ins with full-blown adults here. Yeah. yeah. Let me uh, let, let me, me take no. some things in consideration. <laughs> let me no, that's real shit. I, you know, <laughs> I dare not assume their intentions. I right. hope that it wasn't permanent. Mm-hmm. But I do know they went there to straighten some things out that need to be straightened. And and to set a precedent to me, what it taught me was moving forward. We we don't you don't do that. You don't involve yourself with people who do that. So you need to be mindful mm-hmm. now that you've seen it firsthand. Now you need to figure out ways that you can move to prevent that from happening again. Two lessons were learned that 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 weekend. But let's move on. California stabbing spree. Susp- Suspect killed by oncoming traffic. Uh, it, it appears that the suspect may have deliberately been trying to get hit by vehicles. Uh, this is a wild thing. This is a wild way to go. You don't go out. If you're trying to end your life, going to stab somebody and then running out in the traffic is wild. Yeah, That's a, a wild plot. Stabbing multiple people. Seeing like the thing that made me stop on that article was stabbing spree. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. What's the what's the total number of people you got to stab for it to become a spree? That's a good question. <laughs> That's wild. Oh shit! A suspect who authorities believe stabbed three people in Northern California earlier Wednesday was killed in traffic. So he went out and killed. He went out and stabbed three people before he ended his life in mm. traffic. Could you like? I've never stabbed anybody. I've been in physical altercations for sport and in real life. And I know how much energy I exude throwing a kick, throwing a punch. To puncture somebody. Where and and let's be honest about the type of knives we're buying from the gas station. Like we're not <laughs> shit. We're not Country stabbing with, boys. with Ginsu shit. Nah, yeah, y'all ain't going to the uh, nah. y'all ain't going to Bass Pro to pick these knives up. Y'all need to stop fucking around. I know everybody's first knife was from some type of gas station or convenience store, mm-hmm. and that was a bullshit ass weapon. That shit was not sharp. That and I'm just gonna had assume a, had a shiny handle. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm just going to assume by nature of this whole plot that he had that it was probably a dull weapon, which means you had to exert a lot of energy into puncturing a few people to get your job done. That's a wild way to go. Yeah, I I come through from a line of slicers and not poke up people. And Mm. like, so, you know, you got your box cutters, your your razor spitting and things of that nature, Mm. which is a different energy. Talk about talk about it, Miss Janelle. Yeah. Show can you do a tutorial on how to properly hide <laughs> your razor in your peaky blinder yeah, ass motherfucker? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've I've affiliated with some people who like I said are slicers. You get a box okay. cutter, it's doing the work for you. The buck fifty is a slicing motion. Mm-hmm. The poke up though, that that's different. That's, that's different, young. The that's rage. Up, yeah, man. Say, that's the, the poke up. You hear primarily for like jail niggas. That's you know yeah. And, that's and, jail. And you think that's about jail or 
or, the or process, relationships gone bad. Mm. The process of making the shank, you're getting mm-hmm. angrier and mm-hmm. angrier. Yeah. And you, you, you know what I mean? Like you like yep. yeah. Yep. So you, it's a lot of energy in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, uh. Mm-hmm. But like, yo, I, yeah, stabbing is is different. I'll slice up niggas all day, but stabbing. Mm. Mm. Talk to him, man. I'm just saying, Major, you could do some editing with that. <laughs> oh, he he no. won't. <laughs> but he won't. Let's move on. Chris Brown sued. Jane Doe claims he drugged and raped her during a Miami yacht party. Chris Brown allegedly raped a woman on a yacht party at Diddy Star Island home. I'm assuming this took place on New Year's Eve. Diddy has been known to throw a massive New Year's Eve party. I saw a lot of Instagram clips of various celebrities at his house in Miami and on the on the yacht. Excuse me, uh, Chris Brown being one of them. So we know he was there, at least. The singer is being sued by Jay Doe, who says she's a professional choreographer and dancer and model. Um, and she claims that Chris went from being friendly to raping her in a matter of minutes. According to the suit obtained by TMZ, the woman claims Chris grabbed the phone of a friend she was FaceTiming and urged her to come to Diddy's home ASAP on Miami Star Island. When she arrived there, the woman claims Chris approached her and asked her if she wanted a drink, motioning her towards the kitchen area on the yacht. In the dock, she claimed she entered the kitchen with Chris, where he gave her a red cup with a mixed drink. Uh, And they started talking. After he filled her cup a second time, she claims uh, she began to feel a sudden unexplained change in consciousness. According to the suit, the woman claims she also felt disoriented, physically unstable, and started to fall in and out of sleep. And that's when she says Chris led her into a bedroom while she was drugged and half asleep. This is a serious allegation. I'll say that first. Um, the hive around Chris Brown, Chris Brown's hive, is automatically dismissing this. I don't want to automatically dismiss it. I don't auto. I don't want to automatically assume it is legitimate. I'm just going to say. This looks bad. This sounds bad. It's awful. And so I would like to wait till things are hashed out in the court process or whatever to make any determination on what happens here. Um, I I, I don't want to blame victims. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to blame victims. But no, there's no but. Oh, okay. There's right. no but. There's no but. All right. Okay. There's no but. I understand. I have compassion mm. to whatever you know. I'm. 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 A, I'm going to make a couple of assumptions here. I'm a fan of Chris Brown's. He just invited me somewhere he's at. I'm in Miami. I want to be where he's at. That's my, that's my dude. Like I, I've been rocking with him since Run It. Like I'm a fan. I want to go party with him. Mm-hmm. I want to be in the space where he's in. There's probably other people there. This is an opportunity for me to be in this area. And if it's an opportunity for me to meet him, I want to go. 
whatever I think about Chris, I'm probably at this point thinking he's a good dude. I trust him. I don't know him as a person, but I trust him. I have faith in him. I'm a fan of him. I believed him in other instances. He hands me a cup. Cool. Mm -hmm. Let's drink up. See, Major, I've handed you a few cups. You probably shouldn't have drank. I know you've been places where people that you don't know that well handed you a cup. And you was like, okay, I'm going to drink. We don't talk about men that do that. We rarely talk about men that do that. But it's happened. I've seen it happen. I've been to parties where dudes are passing around shots. Come on, bitch, nigga, take the shot. You don't know what's in that bottle. But we don't vilify dudes for that. We tend to vilify women who do that. I don't blame her for that. I just would like to caution because we are women. And we shouldn't have to. I get it. We shouldn't have to caution. But I would just like to extend a level of caution to women who find themselves in strange situations with people you don't really know. Just add an extra layer of caution there. That's all. That's all I'm going to say. If I may, for a second. Sure. I've been seeing a lot of Hive work as well. People who are fans, people who are dismissive of this story. And I get it. We don't, None of us know anything. None of us were there. I just would like to offer to people, in your defense of a person that you are a fan of, please gather the understanding that a person being attractive or a person being famous or your perception of their ability to, to get as many or any woman that they want does not negate the fact that that person could be an abuser. That's not what abuse is about. So if you, again, Grease and I, the, the, the Reels and Feels show, we don't know anything about this to say what is or what isn't about it. But be mindful when you're having conversations, especially in public. Kill this narrative of why would this person rape? He can be yep. with anybody. He can get. Yep. That's not that's never what it's about. And that's not the argument that you think it is. And you're also letting people close to you know that in the event that they deal with a situation, I probably can't come to you and talk to you because you are then going to examine what the person looked like or that person's perceived ability to get whatever woman they want. And that's I want to close C Major's that's not it. window. I want to close C Major's <clears throat> window. <clears throat> say say what you mean, C Major. I, I, I wasn't. I wasn't even going to say nothing. Your eyebrows was doing a whole lot while I was <laughs> while but. I was talking. <laughs> but and you real lucky. Omarion got me in the house because I swear on everything. If I was in the studio with you and you disrespecting with your eyebrows while I'm talking, I would have punched you in your fucking chest. But nah, but say what you're saying, B. If we if we doing face checks mm. and there's an obvious 
Discretion. <laughs> I'm just saying some people, not me, I'm more progressive than that. But some people may have a have a difficult time seeing where or why a gentleman or woman would have to do these type tactics or terrible things when indeed they are attracted to the point where because understand this Mm -hmm. abuse especially sexual abuse is not about the sex it is about power correct and it is about exerting power over your victim so so it's not about whether or not they could sometimes it's the thrill of I just want to take something from the person who wouldn't Mm-hmm. I don't want to give them the opportunity to decide whether they want to or not. Now we got to look it's, at bank accounts. No, oh, wait a minute. I'm sorry. Right. Let's move on. Let's move on. I want to save you from yourself, C Major. And myself, because I'm still affiliated with a major company, and I can't, I can't have you talking that. I, I haven't driven this weekend, so I've got, <laughs> I've got, got sixty-five minutes. minutes of driving that I could do. <laughs> I will she can double, make it to the Cougar. I will double mask up, come to the Cougar, and whip your ass, <laughs> and then go back to my appointment. I just want you to understand that. Parking prices and Rams 49ers NFC championship at SoFi Stadium are downright outrageous. Parking prices, fucking ticket prices. They saying the parking is catching up with the tickets. A friend of ours, a friend of the show, I'm not sure if you recall him, Miss Janelle, but a friend of uh, Stevie Seafood is a huge 49ers fan. Mm-hmm. Has a 49ers themed theater in his house. He's all about it. I've been following him on Instagram. I love watching friends of mine who are fans of teams that are better than mine celebrate. Mm-hmm. Except the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, yeah, That's one team I can't help. I can't. It's like the Dallas Cowboys, the Steelers. Sorry. Sorry, meticulous skin. And uh, it's the Dallas Cowboys, the Steelers, and the Patriots. I don't, mm-hmm. don't want to hear from y'all. Y'all are good. Uh, I just don't. I just don't. And while the 49ers have, they're on their way, hopefully, you know, for them, might be on their way to a sixth championship. I still root for them because even in that, they're underdogs regarding the remaining teams left in the playoffs. I want to, I, that's the team, I, I'm always rooting for the underdogs. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be some wild. Yeah, I wanted to be some shit that sounds bogus in 2004. Yeah, yeah nigga, man. Cincinnati versus San Francisco. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that would be the ultimate. So, you know, I might, I might risk it all. And, you know, I'm trying to buy a house. I might fuck up my whole future <laughs> flying to that Super Bowl if it's Cincinnati and 49ers. Seriously. But, this type of shit. He's a huge fan. He's got, and he's got it, Miss Janelle. He's got it. He posted what he saw the ticket price was going to be for this NFC Championship game. Uh, I can't fade that. Not that he doesn't have it, right? That's just not what you're he talking about. Super Bowl prices mm. for, for NFC the, Championship yep. game. Yep. 
principal and won't no let one, me do that. Yeah, principal won't even let them do that. And the only reason why they're doing that, LA's not selling this shit out. They've got scalpers buying this tickets, banking on the 49ers fans coming down mm-hmm. to watch this game. Most LA motherfuckers that live in LA don't even fucking know they have a team. Nonetheless, too. They don't even, how many of them know that they have two teams? And then Let's be yeah, real. Them, them niggas uh, watching the Lakers and shit mad. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's too much going on in LA and they don't have enough respect for either of these NFL teams. Much to your point, C Major, they'd rather go inside and watch the Clippers or the Lakers. They're not going outside for this. It's LA. I got mm-hmm. t- Man, that's a three-hour commitment. You know what I could do in LA with three hours? It's different. It's mm-hmm. different. So what they're doing is they're banking on the motherfuckers that aren't LA people that got a lot of free time to make a quick buck off of. So I'm going to set up my bots, buy up all these tickets, and then I'm going to charge y'all out the ass to come watch y'all team play because I don't give a fuck. I'm going to be at whatever bar that's hot off of Rodeo watching a game in comfort while you sweating it out trying to get in and out of the stadium. It's bullshit, man. And for these parking passes or permits to be running up as much as, that's crazy to me too. That's crazy. You talking about $175 off premise. Yep. Off premise for a spot near a high school mm-hmm. where there's no guarantee that you get a shuttle bus to the stadium. Yeah. Then $200 for a spot near a residential unit. Again, I'm not seeing any guaranteed transportation to the stadium. That's not even your spot for real. for a spot at a nearby home. People giving up their driveways. Mm -hmm. No guarantee. I'm not driving you there. You just have a spot. (laughs) Good luck, nigga. $500 for a spot in a garage near a medical center. Again, ain't no charter bus taking you to the joint. You walking. That's crazy. Yeah, man. That's crazy. And for all the fuck shit that FedEx puts you through to get in and out of that stadium, they at least got a charter bus for half of the shit that they doing. I remember I used to, you know, back in the day, I would park at Old Landover Mall mm-hmm. and pay $30 to park there, but I could at least get on a charter bus to catch a ride to the state. They talking this is about some bullshit. You might spend 600 on a nosebleed ass ticket and close to 500 to park. Six hundred. Yeah. I'm seeing a thousand for them tickets. It's that's that's gone up. That's that's old news. Yeah, I'm talking. I'm talking about three days ago prices. Oh yeah, <laughs> no, no. but no, that's crazy. Like the idea that you're paying that much again, mm-hmm. like you said, and this ain't even this ain't even the real game. No, no. And and if I can be honest, I'm <laughs> I watched the Super Bowl last week. I'm good. <laughs> Yo. There's not another game that's going to compare to what I saw last week. I, oh, I haven't been amazing. watching, but I swear on everything, Twitter went the fuck up. Slim. I know you're not, I know this is not your thing anymore, but Miss Janelle, you would have been, you, you would have, 
I, I don't have a I don't have a dog in the fight. And I was up. I heard it was a whole that lot of, oh in shit. less than a minute magic happened. And Slim. It's <laughs> you know, I know Jeter would say it was supposed to. I know his conspiracy yeah, 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 theories yeah, yeah. ass. Yeah. We have a whole he can map this whole shit out I'm to like, damn bro indigenous people <laughs> in Kansas City and, <laughs> <laughs> and Buffalo being a representative representative of the colonizers. I could see him mm-hmm. putting this shit down mm-hmm. and make it and trying to convince me that it was supposed to happen this way. I feel him. But even still it was entertaining as fuck. Yeah. Can't deny that. This has been one but, of the more entertaining playoffs, period. Yeah right. Yeah, yeah I heard that. Man, my housemate, well. my housemate is in Best Buy right now, <laughs> trying <laughs> to get a sixty-five inch in here before three o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's completely bought in. She's at Best Buy, Best Buy now, trying to get all the hookups, the fucking wall mount and everything, <laughs> all before three. <laughs> yes. <laughs> The house has been quiet because of that. She's been out get, trying to get it done. Like, who can come do this shit? Uh, no bull. Um, let's move on. Chicago man who spent nearly 20 years in prison for murder released after twin brother confesses to crime. Yo, it, we, it, it might have to go up for the twin. Mm-mm. Oh, yeah, it might no. have to go up. You might as well keep me in now. Because mm-hmm. I got murder. I'm this killing nigga. somebody. Yeah. I'm killing somebody. <laughs> I done 20. <laughs> yeah, it's going up for the twin. We we gotta get, honor is lost. All all of that shit is gone. We 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 got throw hands. We got throw hands. Uh, okay, we all in agreement there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> A plane carrying mostly Mormon missionaries brought COVID nineteen to Kiribati, one of the last places without any outbreaks. This is like one of those islands where. A helicopter came through and tried to provide them with aid after the tsunami, and then motherfuckers were shooting arrows at it. Mm-hmm. Like, who are you? What kind of monstrosity is this, you demon mechanical thing? Get the fuck away from yeah. our island. Yeah. 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 Don't do not do this. Your religion is not important enough. And and this is peak American colonization shit because Mormonism was bred in the United States. Here. So yeah, so that was us, and uh, that was us bringing fuck shit and disease. We're number one. We're we're, we're number one at bringing that shit. <laughs> yeah, we gotta we gotta stop replaying that shit. OGs um, in this shit. Since <laughs> smallpox, baby. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. This was this was terrible, man. I I didn't like that at all, man. Little Debbie's has teamed up with an ice cream maker. C major. You're high as fuck right mm-hmm. now, actually. Correct. <laughs> you you going to your convenience store to pick up a little Debbie's ice cream treat, little something, something. You going for the nutty bar, the zebra cakes, oatmeal pie, Swiss roll, cosmic brownie, strawberry shortcake, ice cream, the honey bun joint. What you what you going for as far as ice cream is concerned? Strawberry shortcake all day. Miss Janelle, I, I feel like I know yours. May I guess? Sure. I'm going to say oatmeal cream pies. No. Honey bun? I saw mm-hmm. on my timeline 
First of all, yes, I, I'm fucking with honey bun and strawberry shortcake. Okay. And the way I saw niggas go up for both of those flavors, I better not. I bet not. Like I'm, I'm fucking serious. I bet not see that shit in any of my local stores. <laughs> It'll be a fucking problem. You know I'm an ice cream head. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I, I, it's part of the reason why I never suggested hitting you off with a, a popsicle or, or something crazy. For the Janelle tries, I know that's that's your you in there. You mm-hmm. you you've you've done all that. <laughs> the the goal of that segment was to get you accustomed to some of the ice cream truck the extras. Yeah, the <laughs> extras. Yeah. Nah, man. No, this is right up your alley. Yeah. The honey bun joint, I might have to ship to you. If I see it, I might have to just freeze. Hey, Miss Janelle, <laughs> this is love. Is it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Look this at that is face. love. This is love. If I catch the honey buns in my freezer, I'm gonna have to go to FedEx, buy some dry ice, pack it up, and ship it to you. And then I, I got gotta to. start jogging to the cougar. Is what you're telling me. <laughs> Look. Speaking of frozen desserts, and you know how much I, I ain't a fan of giving Bama's pup. And Jermaine Dupri is a Bama. <laughs> okay. Let's, let's be clear. Let's be clear. <laughs> but, Mr. Now, I think you know I haven't really spoken to C Major much about my attempts to get off dairy this year. Mm-hmm. And so I was looking for uh, some type of, I wouldn't say a replacement for ice cream, because ice cream is ice cream. You, know? you, you just can't. Mm-hmm. It's too much going on. But beyond flavor. You talking about texture, the whole nine. It's just not the same. What I will say though, the Jermaine Dupri vegan ice cream down is all around here. It's, it's in every Walmart in the Georgia, in the, in the Atlanta area. I'm not sure if it's reached the DMV yet, but it's all around here. And what I can say about that chocolate my way, Slim, if you're a chocolate head and you want a frozen dessert, because I dare not call this ice cream. Okay. I'm not even going to do that to, it's not fair to ice cream. The creamy, like cream is the main point of ice cream, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But what I will say about JD's chocolate my way is you're going to get chocolate. You're going to get it frozen and okay. you're going to be satisfied. Okay. So while the texture is not the creamiest, you're going to get a better version of, of vegan ice cream than I, I've ever had anywhere else. I will say that about that. Um, I do want to try, they have a peach cobbler. Mm. They have a strawberry and they have an apple butter, which is not my jam. But if you, I know you are a fan of apple butter, Miss Janelle, you, you might want, you might take interest in that. See major. I don't know about you. Probably strawberry for you. Yeah. Yeah. Strawberry. I know Gerasmo is very happy that I found a non-dairy version of a frozen dessert. It saves her a lot of strife at night. (laughs) Terrorizing the bedroom. Terrorizing. The the, the 21-gun salute is slim. (laughs) It's brought down. You know. Brought down to seven guns. (laughs) You know. know, It was thin walls when we was renting the same house. You know. You've heard it. 
You've heard it. 21 rifles went to seven pistols. <laughs> Slim. Seven 22s. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. Howard Hewitt apologizes to Jody Wiley after 40 years. Also unsung full video. So there is no secret that there is no love lost between former Shalimar bandmates Howard Hewitt and Jody Wiley. The group endured massive success in the late 70s and mid 80s. And after Jody left, she became a superstar in her own right. But she and Howard Hewitt were not friends. And there was friction between them. Now the truth is revealed as to what happened. It's never too late to come clean about our wrongdoings. Kudos to Howard for apologizing to Jody after telling her she would never be shit without Shalimar. I get on here every day and I talk about forgiveness. I get on here every day and I talk about, you know, how we're supposed to lift each other up. I get on here every day and I talk about, you know, um, uh, uh, are we our brother's keepers? Yes, we are. I get on here every day and I talk about how we are to lift each other up in the name of God. And as a man of God, I have to walk those lines that I create, that I put in place. You dig? I have to walk those lines that I put in place. I'm not perfect by no means. No stretch of the imagination, you know, but so when I look at that, look at it, when I look at I mean, the fact that, I mean, Shalimar, when you think about Shalimar, what do you think about? You think about Jody, you know, good music. You think about uh, fun music. You think about Jody. Feel good music, everything. You put on second time around, make that move. Jody. Jody. Uh, even take that to the bank. Uh, Jody. Uh, a night to remember. Jody. You know, uh, there it is. And Jody. I can make you feel good. And, and, and we can go on. We can go on. And you think about feel good music. Jody. That's what you think about. Mm-hmm. But then when you dig into Shalimar, we got this black eye sitting up there. Caused by you. We got this black eye yeah. sitting up there staring staring blatantly at us. You threw the punch. Yeah, we feel good. We made y'all feel good, but we didn't make each other feel good. So, you know, I am, you know, there is, there's a time for things, a season for things mm. to end. Not a season. And I believe totally, wholeheartedly. Right now, and I might, I'm saying this right now off, off the top of my head. Top Moving of your head. Out, I, you I, didn't plan I, this I, at I all. I prayed on it what? last night all, night, all night last night. I prayed on it this morning. I talked to a couple of good friends and, and friends that are, are looking and friends that will tell me about myself, mm. you know. So they're not sitting up there blowing smoke up wherever, you know. So, but there's a time in Ecclesiastics and in, 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 oh, in the Bible that there's, <laughs> a season, there's a time for everything. And there's a time for things to end. There's a time for, for things to be, try anyway, to be set right. Mm. Through the years, 
you know, I honestly, you know, I, 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 I know I'm stubborn. Ad, 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 I'm, ad, ad. That's one of the things that you can, that you can say. I mean, I'm ad, stubborn. Ad, ad, ad. <laughs> you know, I'm stubborn. He, how long is it taking him to I'm get stubborn. to the? I think the you video know, was like things. seven or eight minutes. I look at Jody. We not doing this. No. I look at the fact that Jody <laughs> and Jeffrey and I. Back in the day, for about it, four it, or five. Yeah, you can't tell me his ego is still playing a role in this, yo. It, yo, the killer is he was the reason Jody left. He was the reason Jeffrey left. Because you got to remember, yep. Mickey Free came in. So, <laughs> and Mickey Free was a wild motherfucker, right? I feel like God in this instance was mm. an opportunity. To get a Shalimar check. Mm. And you and I, Greece, remember specifically the interview where Jody said, hell no. There will never, ever, ever, ever be a full Shalimar reunion where I participate. Fuck y'all niggas. I'll never do it. And you want to know why? Ask that nigga over there. Name That's Howard. exactly what Jody said. Ask Howard. Yes. While there never, ever, ever, ever be. So I feel like God... In this situation <laughs> was a check <laughs> that made him decide to get on and and make this up this long ass apology that was more about him than anything else. Now what I notice about this is that you didn't follow up because I know you you are diligent about your task, Mr. Dale. There's no follow up with Jody accepting this shit. <laughs> <laughs> And as much as I, along with you and several other aunties in our generation that we know, were more than happy, gladly turn over a few hundred to Make see Shalimar right Slim. Now, baby. Oh, I'm ready. I got there's the boots. Few, <laughs> there's a few of us that'll take our moms. Cause that's something we share. That's mm-hmm. I don't know, you know, I don't know too many dudes from from the era that have that, you know, relationship with their dads where they, 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 the music thing was, but I know you and Dr. Mama Mm -hmm. going, I know me and mommy going, Mm -hmm. I know I got, I got a date. Yep. You got a date. Dr. Mama going, we both got boots for the show. We both got boots. (laughs) Yeah. A hundred percent. So we going to be, and this is one of those shows to, to, Piggyback off something we said earlier. I, I dropped four or five to be on the floor mm-hmm. to give Ma a close up because she she always like Howard. I give her that close up. Now <laughs> if she do something wild, I'm gonna have to turn my back. Yeah, need you to relax. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she she like Howard. See, Major, I don't want to like tell Howard. you too much. <laughs> she she said some things about Howard as a youth that uh, <laughs> pops can't compete. It's certain things when. <laughs> Dad had the muscles, you know what I'm saying? But you talking about a muscly, light-skinned nigga? Nah. Mm. You lose that. Sorry. Yeah, so, yeah. Sorry, Pops. Uh, but Jody is in London living her motherfucking best life. She's like, fuck she this nigga. She don't give a fuck about this shit at all. Yeah. And he over there, I'm just saying, like, God, <laughs> I talk to friends and God and Ecclesiastics. <laughs> verse 17. Nah, man. Nah, you tripping, bud. Nah, but I feel you. See, man, you just got up, and it's time for the touchy subject. I know 
His timing is piss poor. I hate that. God damn, I hate that nigga, man. <laughs> you need to pee? You want me to play some music? Because me and Janelle will rock out while you go use the bathroom. We haven't been at it for over No, no, you good. Okay. All right. So go for it, Ms. Janelle. The touchy subject. Has there been an embarrassing moment in your life that kind of derailed you in the sense of you no longer do a certain thing because of that moment or you move differently because of that embarrassing moment. Major. All right, I got to go to the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) One moment that I could think of off the top, I feel like me and my cousin just came back to my house from some from something the movies or something but i had other cousins that was either already there or they met us over there it was it was some i was probably in my elementary school years and um it was live on the block everybody outside some uh some unfamiliar faces Unfamiliar female faces at the time outside. So t- tensions is high <laughs> across the street mm-hmm. and shit. Mm-hmm. And so. Elementary tensions. Yeah. I don't even remember exactly how it all came to be, but it came to a point where one group of girls across the street came over across to where, you know, my front yard was. And somebody was like, yeah, yeah. CJ trying, yeah. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> but prior to, my homies was talking about, yeah, yeah, they've been, they've been, you know, these girls, they we ain't never seen them before, but they've been eyeing us. We was out front racing. Yeah, they was just staring and stuff. I was like, okay, all right, yeah. We got How some much, new yeah. Eyes. Never mind. <laughs> we got some new don't, eyes. Don't ask. And so they come to the point where they come across the street. Don't walk up to me. So I'm like, hey, I'm trying to race. And um, that's where it all fell apart. Um, <laughs> so I decided to never talk to women ever again. You trying to race, my dude? <laughs> trying to race. I, I was like, all I heard was, oh, they was looking at y'all while y'all was racing. These bitches must be <laughs> track stars. I love it. They I love must, it. What you took racing. away from it? What you trying to raise? Yeah. Not, not make out, not yeah. go to first base, not do a little no. neck and a little sucking of the... No. 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 Uh, you used to try to race these bitch, bitches. Your, mar- you your marks get set, go. It's like I feel And that shifted you from talking to women? Nah, it, yeah, it, it shifted my whole approach. It shifted the whole approach, <laughs> and taking on context clues. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we didn't really get a lot of coaching on how to deal with the opposite sex. To be honest with you, or to deal with relationship shit, we ain't getting no coaching in that area. Mm-hmm. I have a similar story, but I want to keep that one to myself. Whatever you're comfortable with, I just want to know about an embarrassing moment that that. Dictated your movement 
later. I'm thinking I'm the I'm the flyest at something. Mm. I mean, the earliest I can say is it involves you, Miss Janelle. I've been the best dancer in my atmosphere from the time I can remember till about 13 when I met you. I never met anybody that could get on the dance floor and give me any competition from a youth. And that's something that is overlooked a little bit. Because mm. you see your two, your three-year-olds, and they just barely they stomping. And you're like, go, go little boo-boo, go mm-hmm. little D. Nah, that's not what I was doing at that age. Right. I was doing actual dance moves. Full moves, yep. yep. Full moves, full movement. I'm popping in lot. I'm doing shit. I see, I'm imitating shit I'm seeing on TV verbatim. I call myself a genius in in a sense mm-hmm. because I'm able to mimic that shit. And when I get called downstairs during the house parties, it ain't for play play. Yeah, I'm here to I'm here to work. work. Mm-hmm. work. I'm here to work. <laughs> Show me the new hot shit. Oh, work. Got you. I got a whole thirty minutes prepared. I need some Michael Jackson, Billy Jean backed up with want to be starting something. And I got something for you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, that's what I was going. Give me a little bounce to the ounce. <laughs> I got some floor work for you. Mm-hmm. That's what I was on. Age 13. I'm out spending the night with the cousin Bowie with Beakers. We find ourselves at a party. Miss Janelle's there. We got the video jukebox on. I'm doing my thing. I'm practicing at this time. They doing bullshit. They arguing over some shit. I ain't never heard of whatever. They in the corner arguing. I'm listening to some good music, practicing my moves. Cause I'm trying to keep sharp. I see this one. She over there with it. Like what? We ticking. Oh, cause the bitches <laughs> over there talk about something else. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know oh. these bitches. So if we lock it, <laughs> I never it never dawned on me that somebody my age or younger had something for me. Hmm. And it was the first time I met my match on some real shit. Hmm. Now once I met Jeta and put all the pieces together, I get it cuz I had an older brother too. Mm-hmm. Now he wasn't in the house full time, but it was the whole thing. Like when we compared notes, it was yeah. yo, we got to have a woman, we got got a little girl, we got to have crew. a girl in the crew. Right. Yeah, like we <laughs> for we, this imaginary dance battle that might have just that might pop off somewhere. <laughs> we literally yo. learned that we had the yo. same story. The 80s is We had wild. the same yeah. <laughs> Because because Beach Street taught us that a dance battle could break out anywhere <laughs> at any at moment at the subway at the at the at the bodega yeah it don't matter <laughs> so, so her have. brother telling her yo not only can you pop like okay you got to pop this shit down you need to get on the get floor get the floor work <laughs> yes <laughs> and Carlos had me windmilling in the tightest of spaces in Hyattsville <laughs> if I could windmill in like six feet circumference, <laughs> <laughs> you you wasn't fucking with me. 
<laughs> yes, we we bonded over being trained up for these imaginary battles in the same yeah. way. It was the same. Like we started talking. It was like, yeah, my brother. Yeah, my brother did the same. Yeah, he just yeah. come in the house and be like, and then yeah. So yeah. okay, came in with new dances. Oh, yo, I gotta show you how to do this. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah, you know how Carlos was in and out of our lives. Mm-hmm. You know, Gina at least was in the house full time. Mm-hmm. I was on. I was pressured up. <laughs> you need to learn how to Mickey Smurf Shaka Zulu. <laughs> I'll check in with you in two weeks, my nigga. Like, <laughs> dance. I had assignments. Dance. Yes. Mm-hmm. I had homework. Yeah. It, Fuck yo, school. Real shit. It would be. I got home. G already home. Now you got a couple minutes to do whatever that shit is you're gonna do with them books and then we rehearsing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Homework, then rehearsal, then dinner. Mm-hmm. Like the battle. It was, might a, few t- jump it was off. a few times. Carlos just did my whole homework for me. Like, yeah, hey yo, hey yo, two plus nine is eleven. Hey, give <laughs> me that shit. Give <laughs> me that shit real quick. We got time for all this. My mom about to come pick me up. Let's let's roll through this routine real quick. <laughs> let's get it. Just Let's in case. It. Yeah, <laughs> man. Just in case a battle broke out. <laughs> now, mind you, I store. ain't never in the same space with this nigga yeah. out in the streets. <laughs> the only time I see him is when he come to my house. But just in case a battle breaks out. Just in out, case in between him going to his mother's car when, <laughs> when she pick slim. him up. It's a group Someone, of kids. <laughs> yes. Like, At hey, least punk. she had she had a group of black kids. We was we were rehearsing, and then I walk outside to a bunch of German kids. I'd be like, <laughs> "Gee, these don't look like the Bronx Rockers. I don't think that. <laughs> I don't think that we're gonna have those type of problems. Well, next summer when we go home, we ne- oh, okay, you're right. Okay, yeah, mm-hmm. I exactly. guess. And that was the thing. It was the promise of wherever we about to be. When when dad let you come with me to the mall, I'm like, oh shit, yeah. yeah. Dad would never let me go. With you. <laughs> that was never happened. It's a six year gap. He know what you about. You foolish. <laughs> he don't trust you with me. <laughs> we ain't never going to land over mall. Real spill though. After that day, I felt a renewed energy about it because I was like, gee, I got home. I was like, gee, I had a dance yeah. battle. Yeah. Yeah, word. Word. Gee, it I came met somebody. Up. Yeah, next time Carlos came through, I was like, "Yo, I battled." It came up. <laughs> I had it a happened. battle. All the, all the work we put into this. <laughs> no. Yeah, that was the first time because I I would run across kids our age at house parties and shit like that, and they would do like the regular shit, like they had a whack ass version of the moonwalk. I'm like, yo. If I can see you stuttering doing that shit, like I practice moonwalking on the carpet. You can't. Let me tell you something about a young Greeks, okay? No matter what, I practice in every shoe I had. I was prepared for every circumstance. I practiced in my mom's basement where the carpet was a little more matted and flat. I practiced at grandma's house where it was just raw floor. I practiced at a cousin's house where it was a shaggier carpet. My moonwalk was smooth no matter where I went, my nigga. You couldn't <laughs> fuck with me in that moonwalk. You just couldn't. You just couldn't. I put in work. My older brother, was, he had me put in work. Mm-hmm. And it was a respect thing. Like, when I came through and he was like, let me see you moonwalk. Oh, okay. It was a little, you know, 
I wasn't getting that kind of support from our parents. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but for this dancing shit, Carlos was dead. Like, he taught me all that shit when we was young. So that was my first embarrassment thing, and I was the shit. And I run across somebody who had the same story and was matching me move for move and 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 predicted shit. And we almost had the same game plan. I was like, wait a minute, Gita and Carlos might have watched the same shit. Like, <laughs> nigga, you windmilling with me. Like, wait a minute. <laughs> in a six foot circumference. In a, in a tight ass circle. In a tight circle. Yeah. Yo. Yeah, that was the first time. I got many more examples of that, but that was the first time that I can remember thinking I was the shit at something and almost getting my ha- ass handed to me because I'm like, oh, these shit from Bowie. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I just had a, a it, it, you know, I had a, a, a preconceived notion about kids from Bowie. So I'm going to tell you the thing that shaped my life the most. And I can't even believe I'm telling this story right now, but hey, man, we family and we here. Ninth grade. Uh oh, I was there for that. Health class. Oh, remember the big, the big white dude, the health teacher, who had that corner classroom off the uh, yeah. commons. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the way his class was set up was it was a big square, so everybody looked, you know, was facing each other. So I had it fourth period, which meant you spent class time in there. Then you spent study hall in there. Mm -hmm. We in that bitch and a motherfucker said, somebody in here got some dry ass lips. And it's crazy as fuck because my lips wasn't even dry. But instinctively, I licked my lips. Mm. When I tell you, 28 motherfuckers looked at me and was like, oh. You fell for it. I fell for, fell it. for it. I fell for the okie doke and I didn't I didn't even know it was a thing. Oh, and it just I'ma tell you what's real for me right now. From that day to right now. From ninety two I'm licking my lips now. To twenty twenty two. I have bomb in my purse. Oh, I have yeah. bomb in my car. Glove I have bomb in my desk. I got, <laughs> I got bomb in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. You will never, ever, ever catch me slipping. You can say a whole bunch of shit about Jay. You Bro, can say I, you can say I need a haircut. You can say uh, you can say any other part of my body is ashy. She's but what moisturized you on never, the lips. <laughs> what you're not gonna say is her lips ashy. Ever. Off of that one day in ninth grade in health class. Roasting, I think, was a passageway in Prince George's County school system anyway. Mm-hmm. Me coming from a private school and going to a public school in the fifth grade, I didn't know nothing about roasting. I went to school with a bunch of white kids who were privileged, and that just was something that we didn't do. So the joning and the roasting, all that shit I, I roll up fifth grade at Arrowhead Elementary. Naive. I, I feel you on that, Miss Janelle. Like th- those Just first green, few young. cuts. Okay. Yeah, those first few slices, you like, ah, ah. oh, nigga. Look at you. <laughs> Let me go practice up. I got something for you next time. Because one thing about me is I'm a quick oh. learner. 
oh, I'm a bus back. Yeah. Mm. And it was some people. It, out. <laughs> it was some people who became my nigga. Cause in that moment, like I said, 28 niggas looked at me and, and then I got a, and that you see me grease. Yeah. If I can't yeah. start punching, I'm going to do something. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I can't fight all these niggas, but I'm a roast back. And like I said, like that was that was when I first connected with the homie that that we was fucking with in uh class later. Like, yeah, yeah that's when I yeah, started. Yeah. Because but yeah, that moment, man, like them niggas will never know. They'll never understand that my that my Burt's Bees budget is <laughs> slim. It's <laughs> all from that moment. Now shout out to Lago for teaching us how to roast properly. Yeah, shout out the, to Prince George's yeah, word the PG County. Public yeah. schools. We're the Prince George's County Public Schools for helping us to protect ourselves mm-hmm. emotionally and, and, and defend ourselves and understand that it's a game because certain areas don't have that. They don't have those rules of engagement. So as soon as you start roasting, they ready to fight. Mm-hmm. Whereas here, it's like, nah, you got to have mental. You, you got to be quick with the words. It's, mm-hmm. it's something to a lot of these rappers coming from this area. It's something to the the Cordays and the Logics and the Wiley's. <laughs> like, no, they was fucked with. <laughs> you got to say something. They was fucked with. Like, let's let's be real. You got to say real. something. And if you pop with violence, because, like, the bitches I would slap up would be bitches who... who <laughs> nah, it was like, you came ready to fight or whatever, but, like... If you if you getting roasted and you go to you go to try to swing, then that, now you mad, mm, and yeah. now niggas is doing doing the most no. with you. Mm-hmm. It's the, yeah. So yeah, you got to be able to bust them, back. You giving them way more ammo when you get mad because mm-hmm. now they know how to really get to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shout out to pops for for showing us how not to reveal our emotions. Cause I go home and cry. <laughs> Shout out to pops for teaching y'all how to keep it boxed up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Pops for never letting us open that bottle cap, baby. <laughs> no, that's real. That's real shit. Thanks for that, Miss Janelle. I appreciate that. I didn't realize I was going to go there, but uh, I'm glad I went there. Oh, man. I got something for us, C Major. Okay. Just based on a, one of the Jai News articles. God damn it. Slip, come on now. Jody, <laughs> you see what I'm saying? How are they? Had, hey, hey, young. Let's be real about it, young. I'm gonna run it back. Hold on. Fuck, it. fuck with me. Fuck with me. I know we at almost at two hours. Fuck with me.
I'm fucking up. Look, that's look, enough no, Howard, out of you. Howard fucked that up. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna play around with Howard's vocals. He fucked that up too. That that track, the version I'm playing is the is the radio version. There's a version of this that's almost eight minutes long. Oh, absolutely. And I remember Pops and 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 Uncle Wilson playing the 12 minute version of that song. And Bama's was dr- Bama's was drained, but couldn't stop dancing. That's a fucking groove, yeah. I'm sorry, that's a groove, yeah. But wait a minute, if you Howard Hewitt and you just got through telling Jody that she won't be shit without Shalimar, and she go off and do friends and real love and like the run that she had was nuts. Like, do you stew off? Of- <laughs> he said that shit. He said he said that shit, CJ, and I think he had that one solo album. And Jody had a career that spanned at least four summers of my life. Mm. It was four summers you couldn't you couldn't turn the radio on and not hear Jody Wiley join. And 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 Howard was gone by then. So him saying this, I'm I'm rolling with everything Miss Janelle said. There's a check. Somebody hit him up and was like, "We need Shalimar on a tour. We pairing y'all up with the Whispers or mm-hmm. somebody." <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's it's a it's a six it's a six figure check in it for you if you can complete this tour. And he needs Jody. Well, we we, we all said some things <laughs> that. Uh... <laughs> Wait a minute. What's the things? Hit, hit, the, hit the apology we, we all said some things That we're not too proud of um, You know there's, there's me We we had hits mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. We all did a lot mm-hmm. uh, pr- Primarily Jody um, <laughs> And I, um, And some things we I'm not proud of per se You know me personally per se? Me personally per se from my perspective As a person Slim Slim Miss Janelle When this come on What you do First of all The pew. <laughs> Okay Oh no Wait a minute Miss Janelle Wait a minute <laughs> Wait a minute The frame rate Can't keep up Yeah yeah <laughs> You digitized Like a motherfucker Over there yeah. <laughs> Don't don't ask me what the fuck we do with this. <laughs> See, Major, her, her picture got blurry as fuck. Oh, yeah. Hold up. <laughs> Look at how much space they gave him, C Major. We almost a minute in and nothing has been said. <laughs> nothing has been said. Slim. You don't want it? The strings, the horns, everything came in. It was a whole orchestra that just came in in one minute. I know you come a long way, 
cap. Yo. <laughs> this was such a I fucked you over. You out oh, yeah. here looking good, getting money. <laughs> yep. Let me come back yep. and fuck your life. <laughs> the second time second around. Time around, baby. It's definitely for niggas who got on turtlenecks like me. What you mean? <laughs> I make it better cap. than the first time. I promise. <laughs> cap, 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 cap. I promise, though. <laughs> <laughs> I played that so that we not openly discredit Howard's, you know, contribution. He fucked that shit up. He did. Hey, man, yes. can I just but, say something real quick? What's up? Hey, we two hours. Hey, in. Major. <laughs> Yo, this was an auntie ass episode, man. Thanks for hanging in. Th- thanks for thanks for sticking with us, B. Thanks. I, I swear. Thanks for letting us have this. Course, there were a few times I thought he dozed off, but he was he was with us. Yeah, yeah. Taking a couple notes over here. Cool, cool. <laughs> See, Major, I know this is a long episode, so good luck with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, this episode will be up by Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> And for the listeners, when you finally hear this one, you're welcome. <laughs> Let's be real. You're welcome. This was this was way beyond what I thought we was going to do this week. Um, as always, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Reels and Feels. I'm T Greasy on Twitter and Instagram. I'm Devious Dose. You can find me on Twitter at C Major P U H C E E. That's C E E Major P U H C E E. You can find me on IG at C Major. That's C E E Major. Fuck that UK nigga. Uh, hit the link in both those bios. Get into everything I'm getting into. Um, shout out to uh, K9 and Note music video for seeing this before out on YouTube. Um, ain't that crazy? Produced by Big Raw. Uh, out on Bandcamp and YouTube. So uh, holla at me. Also, uh, we're going to be updating the website a little more often, giving you a reason to go there. So check it out. We're going to have some social media presence as well that drives you to the website. We're going to have our job news links on there. Uh, I'm saying this out loud to to encourage me to get that information over to the proper channel so that we have it up Um, as well as producers, producers out there. If you're not a producer, we're about to post to producer only episodes. What I can say about two about at least one of them is luncheon. The other one, there's gonna be video representation so you can see how luncheon it, it gets. And what we need the producers to do once you receive these episodes is tweet at us, Instagram at us. And tell us what you fuck with from the producer's episode. Sh- brag that you got to see mm-hmm. what you got to see. <laughs> brag at what you got to hear. All of that. So that's coming soon. And uh, continue to support. Share us. Uh, Subscribe, just get boo, boo, boo. Subscribe, shit. listen, and share. Listen, subscribe, and share. Okay. <clears throat> and Kelly, your producer. I mentioned this on the other episode, the producer's only episode. Yo, DM me and let me know if you knew what that. 
if you knew it that if you could have guessed that before both of our both of my co-hosts here <laughs> wait a minute <laughs> i feel like i got it i got i just got it. i got to end with what? it i'm sorry <laughs> give, give me a minute to pull it up it's wild it's wild but it's worth it trust me let me see here Even when I see the image, that shit is nuts. Classic, classic. Be will tell Devious dope. Get getting her in DMs about that shit. <laughs> she should have known. So, That's all I got to say about that. 